Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Groovy little riff. You know where you are, Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado. If you're joining us for the first time, you're like, I have never heard that music before. You know, I just want to take a second and give a shout out to uh, the fellas who created that riff way back when, a million years ago. You know, things like that sort of fade into the background, but they stick with you. They call it an earworm. Well, we hope it's not an earworm here on Marianne Live, but you just know it's a prompting. It's a way of getting ready to drop into a deeper place. And uh, if you are just joining us for the first time, what we like to do at the beginning of every program, today we're going to be speaking with Marla Washington, by the way, dating without a daddy is the topic. But before we get to that, uh, we feel like it's a good idea to get all the way here. You know, we live in a world where we're multitasking, right? We're trying to do nine different things. Let's just find our breath. Find your breath in your body, just turning your attention inward. Right, that's it. Exactly like that. And letting your nervous system just relax a little bit so you can receive the presence from Marla Washington by being present. And it's free, this little thing we're doing here. It doesn't cost anything. But the price we pay for not being present is very high. And I love doing it together. I like the reminder, right? 30 seconds to just drop in. And wherever you find yourself right now, the other thing we like to do, cultivating the practice here on Mary and Live, is we like to find our portal of gratitude not a cliche, it's a perspective, a way of orienting ourselves as we move through the world or reorienting ourselves. Sometimes we fall in and out of gratitude. But don't you notice whenever you feel really grateful, life flows better, you've got a smile on your face usually, or you're gripping at your heart like, oh, I am so grateful I get to be here for another day. Well, who makes it possible for you to do what you're doing right now? Who helps make that possible for you? What kind of food do you have in your belly? The tens of hundreds of thousands of people who made that possible, including your mom who might have made you some food. Or you can even look back and be grateful in hindsight about the clothes you're wearing, about your own ability. Our guest today, Marla Washington, was telling me right before we came on the air, she's so proud of herself proud of her work. She's grateful for all the hours and time that she spent toiling to become a doctor so she could commit her life to helping us understand these important social concerns and help us break it down for us so we can have a better life. So I don't know how long your list is. Mine is long, but we're going to keep it short on Marianne Love. You keep finding all the ways you can be grateful, and we're going to mention a few on the global level. 
um, OneWorldChildrenFund.org uh, if you're online, Uniting People to Improve the Lives of Children Affected by Poverty. They are our honorary sponsor here at Marion Lodge. At the national level, we've got the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other. They make programming like this possible. 100% of the proceeds go to programming just like this. And on a local level, we've got the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California. They've got the latest in meditation and revelation uh, right here uh, in the area. And, uh, yeah, we're grateful for technology is another thing we've got. Uh, Marla Washington and I are, are Skyping, and we're on the phone, and, and it's Mercury Retrograde. We're bopping in and out with each other. So if you hear any feedback there, just know that, we are trying to find our way to you in the most clear way possible. So noticing your breath, noticing your gratitude, we're going to turn our attention now towards our guest today for this hour. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Marla and her work before we introduce her to you. Um, yeah, Marla Washington has brought us a fantastic new book with a great Topic, a concern that has been on my heart, pressing on me for many years. And she's articulated something that's extraordinary. Dating Without a Daddy, a guide for fatherless women looking for love. That's the title of her new book. Uh, Marla wants to know, do you struggle to find a good man? Well, if you grew up fatherless and in this epidemic, this could have a, had a profound effect on your love choices. As you transition into womanhood, you may need to fill this void with any male figure. Marla Washington steps in to tell you some of the things needed to discern the men you pursue and the men who pursue you. If you didn't have a daddy, tune in for critical insight and technical tools as hour to create a healthy, loving, romantic relationship. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Marla Washington holds a doctorate in sociology. She's an expert on the subject matter of daddiness, daughters. As a sociologist who grew up fatherless, she spent almost two decades charting her own dating experiences and collecting stories from other women. Dr. Washington realized that they had some of the same common denominator here. That is, they were all dating without any advice of a daddy or father figure. Because she's been one of those fatherless daughters dating blindly, she knows the pain of a fatherless woman trying to find a suitable mate. She's now married and a stay-at-home mom of two wonderful boys, and we're going to find out how she did that and what we can do to navigate our way through dating without a daddy. Marla Washington, we are so glad you're with us on Marian Live. Welcome to the program. Marianne, first of all, I would like to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my book, Dating Without a Daddy. It is a pleasure. <laughs> yes, you are so welcome. We're glad you're here. Yeah, we need you, Marla. You know, I'm so proud of my work. I'm really proud because it was time. We see it, um, failed relationships. But with my book, as a sociologist, I give us a new perspective mm -hmm. that we can look at and evaluate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Marla, you know, after having read your book, I was pretty astounded by some of the statistics, some of the um, real hard facts around what's happening in the 
uh, America here in the United States. We have listeners all over the world. But in the Western culture in particular is where your book points to. Um, the, the pandemic issue that having a, a fatherless dating scene that we do, uh, it, it really blew my mind. Let's talk a little bit about how you came to, to recognize this, this pandemic issue in the Western culture. Well, I started collecting stories um, from women, but at the time when I started about 20 years ago, I really didn't know what I wanted to say. And as I started to evolve and start looking at things from a demographic perspective, like sociologists do, what I realized is that we all have the same common denominator. And a lot of the failed relationships um, were the ones of fatherless children on both ends, whether it was a young lady who didn't have a father in a home, or if it was a male. Being an African-American female, I decided to write it from the perspective of a female. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, statistics indicate that 50% of U.S. households, people divorce. I believe it's the census data which indicates that one out of three children are raised without a father. And when you take that number into the African-American community, you'll find that 70% of African-American children are raised without a father in the home. So the purpose of my book, Marianne, Dating Without a Daddy, is a useful tool designed to educate women who didn't grow up with a father or a positive male role model in their home to assist them with the dating process. Mm Yeah, because I think some of us, Marla, when we hear those statistics, we're like, well, why is that? And what can we do about it? That, 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 right? You know, we want to get on the, the bigger meta problem here, which I want to talk with you about. But what your book does is it says, okay, we recognize there's a problem, but here's what not only I did about it, here are tools that you can navigate through the what is, right? Because sometimes it takes... Well, they say it takes about 50 years to shift a social perspective or uh, creating a revolution in terms of issues like this, right? Sure, it sure does. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit now. uh, Let's drill down, if you will, into some of the the specifics about how it is that you came to see this issue in your own life. Your stories are so inspiring and vulnerable and are so helpful, I find, uh, when I'm looking for answers. I like to hear people's personal stories, not always just the, the statistics and so forth. Sure, sure. Well, I was 16 years old and my mother, you know, gave me permission to date. And although I appreciate the advice that she had for me, what I realized is that I didn't have a male perspective on men. And so there I was, thrown out into the universe with um, very few standards. Um, I knew the major ones, like I didn't want a man who was physically abusive. Um, So that one I stayed away from, but pretty much everything else, Marianne, was fair game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, right, so when you're 16, you don't think to yourself, oh, I'm going to do what my mom did or didn't do, take her advice or not. These are more unconscious driving forces, right, aside from the thing that you just said. Like, you knew consciously, 
I don't want anybody who's going to hurt me sure. or abuse me, right? So sure. I knew that one. Yeah. And, and I wanted a man who worked and believed in God. Okay. You wanted a man who worked and believed in God. And those were my three, I want to say those were the three goals that I had. Well, those were the only three. So you think about everything else that can fall in between that, and that's who I dated. <laughs> <laughs> Brought them home, loved them, invested time, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so hard experience brought you to your knees in, in some respect, right? It took me all the way down to my knees that I... Um, my first dating experience I share in the book, I found out that he um, was much older than what he told me mm-hmm. and that he also um, was out robbing in our neighborhood. And I didn't find that out until I actually saw a photo of him on the news mm-hmm. while waiting for him mm-hmm. for a date. and. In hindsight, when I look back on that experience, well, he grew up without a father as well. And it didn't dawn on me until my, you know, late 20s or 30s that I needed to also evaluate in greater detail where he came from because men are part of the statistics as well. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Right, because, you know, most of us are so busy trying to find our way out of our own suffering and pain, right, that that, that doesn't occur to us. You being a sociologist, however, uh, suddenly you feel like you've got, um, you know, a different perspective and and it opens up uh, that way of viewing uh, what maybe on a personal level you're you're never going to get to, which is part of what I love about your book, this sort of dual, this ethnographic approach, as they would say, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. And they're really, unfortunately, or I can say fortunately, I guess, the women who have provided me feedback see themselves in my stories Mm -hmm. that I collected. And so some of the endings may be the different or how you became fatherless may be different than some of the stories, but women are able to pull some information from the book and apply it to their own lives. Well, that's the hope here, and if you're just joining us on Marianne Live, we're talking with Marla Washington, Ph.D., Dating Without a Daddy, a Guide for Fatherless Women Looking for Love. All right, well, let's you know, we're going to weave in and out of your personal stories here, Marla, because they are so poignant. And you have stories throughout the book from other women as well who have um, exemplified uh, what happens when we don't have that support, guidance, uh, nurturance, or direction uh, in the realm of relationship from our fathers. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, we've, we've discussed the sort of the, the, the fact that there is a fact that, you know, this is a fatherless culture. Um, sure. Can you speak to, because I'm just curious, why you think that is, and then spell out for us sort of the, what, what's missing from that in, in this regard. What are we really missing out on? So why and then what are we missing out on? Why are we a fatherless culture? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with responsibility. Um, most, or I won't say most, 
I believe some people assume, especially men, that if a child has their mother, that they will be fine. I think that men devalue their social importance in their children's lives and focus on the economic aspect of what they can provide. And I think that is exemplified through our culture. As we talk about deadbeat dads and things of that nature, we really emphasize that. And, of course, you do need financial assistance to help raise your child, but we also, and I say we from the perspective of a fatherless daughter, we also need our fathers there. Mm -hmm. Because for little girls, our relationship with our fathers is our first time experiencing love from the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And fathers validate us. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that in our culture, American culture, that we really um, put a lot of emphasis on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you bring up some, some really sensitive but critical material in this book. I'm going to do my best to traverse this, and if I get it wrong, I'd love permission to get it right, because my heart is screaming in the right place here. Oh, sure. So because I grew up uh, in a particular, I'm a, a, a white, uh, half Irish, half Italian, uh, uh, European female, my perspective is, my experience is a particular way, but as a, um, a scientist myself, I'm, I, I get the the critical importance of looking at the different cultural aspects, as you do, of, of how this lends to our psychological development and our behavior. That said, um, sort of climbing over my own personal experience here uh, and my, you know, uh, my history with men, I, I'm interested, as many of us are, in this particular demographic of African-American men uh, that there's a lot of research we're doing now to take a look at not only, you brought this up, the value perspective. Like men, you, you talked about it in terms of economics, like that that's what they, that men in our Western culture have focused on, that's sort of what they bring to the family dynamic. Right. But in the African-American culture, different twist there, isn't there? Uh, given the way that uh, we, we've looked at this whole economic grid uh, when, you, when you bring race or ethnicity, uh, the socioeconomic factor weighs in heavily. When we get back after the break, we're going to ask Marla Washington to address that and how it affects our relationships, men's self-esteem, how we're holding them, how we support them. Uh, don't touch that dial. You do not want to miss the rest of this program, Dating Without a Daddy. In the house, Marla Washington and Marion Camarada write more. More when we get back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. 
Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lied and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. .com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Uh, Marla Washington's in the house. She's written a new book for us, Dating Without a Daddy. And we're, we're traversing, Marla, some of the contributing factors to uh, women who are challenged by finding uh, or having a date dar, they call it, some people. You know, there's that expression. How do I find a, a man uh, that isn't one that's going to be a repeat of my childhood, Freud might say, right? We recreate our family dynamics. That's a very popular way of looking at this. But you took it from a sociological perspective. As a, sociolog- as a sociologist, you're interested in uh, the sort of broader spectrum issues that, that come into play when we're dating, and that's what your book uh, really helps us narrow the focus on what's happening in our culture and how this affects women and the way they date. So before the break, we were talking about this sensitive subject of, okay, we might, we might not have as many men available who value parenting because they didn't feel valued themselves, and that's where we were headed. And part of that in the African-American culture, and well, actually most cultures today, the economic story is, is daunting, it's oppressive, it's separatist, it's racist, it's all kinds of stuff. And then you add that to the mix, and there you are, an African-American woman, 73% of which are going to be a single mom based on statistics. Oh, my God. You're thinking, who can I even date? Because everybody's fighting for just the, the few people that are even eligible. Talk about that. Sure. You have um, the history and the legacy of discrimination and how that impacts employment opportunities for African-American males. Then you also have um, the high high school dropout rate. 
which impacts employment opportunities. Then you have the incarceration rate. Um, so there are so many factors. And then just statistically, I believe research indicates there are approximately 2 million more African-American females than there are males. So you're already in the negative, so to speak, and then if you're looking for someone who is, you know, on your same level to speak professionally or educationally, the numbers just aren't there. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, with that reality, you have to make decisions. If you want a lifelong partner, do you date outside of your race? Do you date someone in which you, the female, are the primary breadwinner? Um, you have to look in those, into those kind of options. Mm -hmm. And you yourself were faced with some of those questions, weren't you? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And what did you do about it? Um, <laughs> in terms of my personal situation now? Well, just along the way. When did it occur to you, for example, hey, you know what, I might not be able to marry within my race. I need to sort of my horizon, you're an educated woman, et cetera, et cetera, with your values had grown. You know, this is a process. It's you, a process. Right? It's a journey. That's right. So can you remember uh, the, the dating outside your race story when that came up for you, and did you start dating outside of your race, and how was that for you? I, I'm going to say that I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't work out for me, mm -hmm. um, and I think it didn't work out for me because it just wasn't in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, it just wasn't in my heart, and that's not to say that anything is wrong with it. It just didn't work out for me. Mm, got it. And um, so I actually dated a friend of mine. I started dating him. Mm -hmm. uh, we were friends for about 18 years. Nice. and had gone through, you know, basically all of our relationships together. I would share stories with him. He would share stories with me. And then we started dating and got married. That's beautiful. But I dated differently. Even though I knew him, I dated differently than I had in the past, and that is some of the strategies that I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. I think that we have dating wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes we date, and I say we, again, general term, fatherless daughters, we date um, in isolation and in secrecy, and that when we date, we really need to have that person as a part of our network. Mm -hmm. Talk about why that is, and talk about the unpacked secrecy bit, because you do bring up some of the trends in dating that you find. Uh, with women who are fatherless daughter uh, daters, mm -hmm. I think that when you date in your network, meaning you have that person involved in your life with your family, your friends, if church is important to you, you worship at your partner's church, you can learn a lot about them, um, and they can learn a lot about you. See what your interaction patterns are. Um, maintaining relationships um, when things are not positive that they will stick with you during the bad times or the times that are not so good. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and kind of be a part of your support system. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really key. And then sometimes people who care about you when you're a part of your own network, they may see things about that person that you don't necessarily see or hear things about that person. Not to say that you will stop dating them, but you will get another perspective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if we go back to the place where there you are, not that age necessarily is equated with wisdom, but a lot of us would like to think so, particularly <laughs> the older we get, right? right? But, you know, when you're young, you feel like, hey, I, I know a lot, right? I can look back and, and still see, wow, I, I did kind of know, uh, I had a lot of experience at maybe 16, 18, et cetera, maybe more than some other uh, people my age. That said, experience is experience. You can't fake it. It's, it's not knowledge. So, but I wouldn't want to repeat that part of oh, my yeah. life again. Absolutely. <laughs> so there you are, and the prevailing myth for uh, all the cultures, cross-cultures we have found, is sort of this halfway ever after deal in the United States, right? Right. There they are. You see them across the room, right? <laughs> your heart starts pounding. You get kind of that funky feeling in your body. Wherever you feel that, I don't know, some people get weak in their knees, some people that heart races and you get like, oh, I can't even put a sentence together. You know what I mean? There he is or there she is, right? And we call that chemistry. Now, when we're younger or less experienced, doesn't necessarily have to do with age, and we take that out for a test drive, that usually ends us up like you were sitting in front of the television and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, there's my boyfriend on TV. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure... That's not my, the man for me, right? Right, right. However, right. you also say in your book that, you know, it takes a few times because uh, you want to be loved so desperately as fatherless daters. We will practically do anything, stay far longer than we need to in a relationship. We will date married men, have sex without doing our due diligence, get pregnant, try to beg an unemployed, uninterested, unavailable man to stay with us. I mean, it, I'm sorry, but we're, descri- we're describing crazy behavior here, right? Talk about this. I don't know if it's necessarily crazy, but it is, um, it is somewhat desperate. And I think there is a, a difference between the two. I'm sorry, I use a crazy word. That makes people go crazy. When you call a woman crazy, I was calling myself crazy there, so forget it. I was <laughs> no, no, desperate. I, I was sure. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, just desperate. And when you're desperate, well, first of all, if you don't have those standards, then if you only have like three or four, and then someone comes in and they just kind of broadly fit those standards or you think that you can change them, and then you allow that person in your life, and then every negative action that occurs, then you justify to yourself why you need to continue to stay because you think it's something that's just fixable. Fascinating. A lot of us know that story. Some of us are in it. Wherever you find yourself, not to worry. When we get back, we've got some skills and tools and ways for you to find another path in the story, Dating Without a Daddy. Marla Washington is with us, a guide for fatherless women looking for love right here on Marian Life. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back in just a minute.
date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered no, no more, more love, love life, life drama, drama for us. us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save five hundred and twenty-two dollars on car insurance? Well, this makes sense since twenty-first century insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24/7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy. So get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. Everybody, welcome back to Marianne Live. I'm Marianne Camarado. Joining me, Dr. Marla Washington today. She's written a book, Dating Without a Daddy: A Guide for Fatherless Women Looking for Love. Okay, that speaks to a whole lot of us. All right, and we've got the bumps, the bruises, the stories, etc., to prove it. And many of us are still standing here, scratching our heads, like, "What the heck am I doing? And how do I find my way out of this story?" Well,、uh, Marla, you and I were talking during the break. You, you brought up a brilliant point, which is most of us are out there looking for somebody to rescue us, as I called it, the happily ever after story, the rescue me fantasy. We're not willing to deal with our own pain. Now, what happens is, when we don't address this, Marla? When we're continually looking for somebody else to be the the answer to that pain and suffering? Well, you'll pair up with someone. And it will unravel in that relationship, and you will ask yourself on the other side when the relationship is over, how did I get, how did I date him? I'm quite sure a lot of us out there have asked that question, you know, so many times. In hindsight, where was I? Well, you hadn't worked on yourself first,、mm-hmm. and so, and I had to realize that I had to remove myself from the dating scene. I really had to remove myself and、um, ask myself questions and be truthful about the answers. Like what kind of questions?、Um, well, I started with my relationship with my father. You know, how did I feel about that? Well, I was putting on a bright face, but I was really hurt that he was alive, healthy, well. But was not an active participant in my life.、Mm-hmm. Um, that wounded me deeply. Yeah. 
And I and so you have to sit down. I believe it's on page 81 in the book, Mary, and I just have a, a list of questions that you just need to sit down, and you might not be able to answer them in a day. It may take you a few weeks, or one woman told me a few months, to really sit down and think about those questions and not to give what society, how society wants you to respond, mm-hmm. but respond per your reality. Yeah, and even like you said, your psychology, the way you were uh, brought up, raised up, the developmental impact of that, really we don't want that to be in the lead either. Sure. Yeah, we have to unearth those unconscious stories. And on page, and my book is page starts on page seventy-eight. Uh, you say, "What is your relationship like with your father?" Because you sure. explained why he abandoned you. Can you forgive him, etc.? And you say abandonment is just a huge driving force of what drives us into the arms of inappropriate partners, where we end up getting hurt. Well, and it 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 becomes a cycle mm-hmm. because what you do is that when that relationship ends, whether it's three months or three years, then you'll find someone else. And what we don't realize as fatherless daughters, you are unconsciously looking for those relationships so that you don't have to deal with you. Right. And dealing with you is painful. (laughs) Right. And and so it's a matter of physics, they say, even, that the chemistry uh, you will... We were saying it during the break. Water seeks its own level. Sure. Wounds that are complementary will find each other. So, let's and they will find you fast. Yeah. <laughs> fast, quick, and in a hurry. Uh, exactly. And you say he's the one. That's right. And it feels true, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. This feels good. You know, the first week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the first ninety days we call them ninety day wonder in some parts over here in the West Coast. Uh, my one of my colleagues. Um, Eve Hogan, Joey says, she's a relationship specialist as well. She says, you know, it looks good and feels good does not equal is good. You know, we we really need to, as you are inviting us to do, to investigate, to reevaluate what are our core beliefs, what is the wounding that's compelling us into these relationships that in hindsight, unfortunately, we often look back and say, God, I've got a pattern here. All right. And sometimes it's generational. Yeah. In your case, it was, wasn't it? It's, yes. Yes. It's generational. Yeah. And you don't even know it until you sit down and think about it. My own mother, she was the first person I let read a draft copy of my book. She wasn't even aware. And so we just go through life really not thinking about how we come to be. Yeah. If you don't think about how you've come to be, you can't most definitely be who you're designed to be. Marla, you made a great point as well, another great point in addition to the one you just made, which is, you know, if we don't stop and assess what we're doing, we're just going to keep repeating. Keep doing what you're doing, get more of what you got. The Werner Earhart, a lot of folks know who that guy was way back when in the day, uh, said that very famous quote, um, which I'm paraphrasing, but we need to revisit our behavior, our stories, our unconscious material, lest we not repeat it. So the good news about that, though, is, is that it's the best investment you're ever going to make. 
In yourself. That's right. And, and our culture doesn't necessarily not support that, but it definitely needs to be a choice, a reach, something that you go out of your way to do. Uh, personal development, uh, being psychologically oriented, has become a trend since the late 1800s here in the United States, and it's just growing with leaps and bounds. So you will be on the right train, as they say. And, Marla, let's now talk about, let's circle back around to the idea that we're all the good guys. And, uh, and your book exemplifies that if you do the work on yourself and water seeks its own level, you're going to start to attract a different kind of men. Isn't that right? Most definitely. Um, I share in the book, Marianne, um, after I just did this intro, introspective look um, within myself, that I went back out on the dating scene, and that's where I met, um, you know, Pastor Johnny. Mm. And, you know, he's the one who wanted to take me to a cheap hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Play story. cards and, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I was able to run that by my dad and actually a good friend of mine who is now my husband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of shared their thoughts, um, you know, not to do that. Well, I didn't, and I was just so proud of myself and the fact that wanting to be married and have children, that I would have spent a significant amount of time with Pastor Johnny. Oh, yes. And so when you do this investment in yourself, you have to give yourself clear time frames to get out and move on and not to look back. Mm -hmm. Because we end those relationships for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. And, and believing, as you say in the book as well, that well, the way we both have it. If you've got yourself and you've got God, then you're pretty much all the way home. You're that the man way. ends up being a bonus. And that feels like the ideal scenario. And I think ideally in relationships, that, or you could even say, I've got God, I've got myself, and then I find my partner. Sure. But if we haven't covered those first two bases, oftentimes, like you said, you're leaning out of desperation, out of woundedness, and you don't have the practice that you're inviting us to cultivate, which is to get out there, uh, seek your circle of influence. You, you talk about this in the book. You know, find the support people, ask good questions, look at your history, etc. So, and that's a lot of work, and I don't think that sometimes we want to put the time into it, but ladies, if we do, we'll love the outcome. That's right. So, Marlon, when we get back, we're going to talk about how you found, re found a new and improved relationship with your father, which I love that part of the book. And we're also going to talk a little bit about sexuality, that real pull of that chemistry when we get back right here on Marianne Live, and what we can do about it, making good choices in the face of desire. Oh, we get back on Marianne Live. We're, we are in the house right here with Marla Washington, Ph.D., Dating Without a Daddy is the title of a new book. More in just a minute. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. 
Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No No More More Love Life Life Drama drama for us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships, www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We're coming up to the top of the hour. Dr. Marla Washington joining us. Dating Without a Daddy is the title of her new book. It's a guide for fatherless women looking for love, which is a lot of us. Right? We have we have covered the gamut. We have talked about the importance of understanding the the social pandemic issue, how it affects men and women, um, some of the telltale signs of finding yourself in situations over and again, repeated scenarios of relationships that are unfulfilling. And the bottom line uh, you're saying for us, Marla, is we need to take a look at some of our own uh, beliefs, our patterns, our history, our behaviors and moving forward uh, I I was telling folks I'd love for you to tell the story about how you reconnected with your dad but before we do let's end with that let's talk a little bit about how uh, women often get this hyper-sexualized idea that they are going to get a man by having sex with him Uh, let's talk about how well that works out for most people it doesn't work out well at all It just doesn't work out. Being promiscuous in relationships, it will eventually take you to your knees, I believe. That's right. And don't you think, I mean, it still stands, it's like old as the hills, but, you know, people will say almost anything to get sex. And I'm not going to point the finger at men here, uh, but if the shoe fits, (laughs) put it on. Sure, sure. And you have aggressive women because that's where... They think their worth is. Yes. 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 That's the problem with fatherless daughters, not knowing their value or their worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so your book offers us women uh, not only a way to look at our 
behaviors, our past, etc. But you offer us techniques and ways to move forward into the dating world, starting with, in your case, addressing your issue with your own father. Tell us this happy ending to this story, to this beautiful. Oh, sure. I had a conversation with my dad one day um, just to see why he was basically missing in action. And the sad part about it was he just thought that because we had our mom um, and we were girls that life would be okay. And the fact that he was divorced, I guess he figured that chapter in his life was over and that he was moving forward. Um, But when we had a conversation about that, I don't think he honestly realized the pain that I felt for not having him in my life. And so he apologized, and, you know, we moved forward. I now talk to my dad almost every day. Um, He's very supportive of my marriage. He tells me some of the lessons that he learned along the way. Um, That really helps me in my journey to be a better mother and a wife and a daughter. Beautiful. So that's how it worked out for me. Beautiful. And so coming up to the top of the hour, other women who maybe uh, are in the situation you found yourself in, Marla, what advice do we have, aside from getting a copy of your book, which is a great handbook uh, to unpack this, this whole predicament, but what advice do we want to leave these ladies with today? I think that women first have to recognize that they did not grow up with their fathers, that they probably have some underlying issues that are manifesting in their lives and maybe even controlling their lives. And so I really want women to just kind of sit down and, if you can, get a copy of the book and really answer those questions because you have to work on yourself first. And second, if you're in a situation where you still have your father, um, to communicate with him if he's approachable. And if he's not approachable, Marianne, you know, write a letter. Mm-hmm. Write a letter to your father to articulate everything that you wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you can keep and you can refer back to. You can you know, destroy, whatever you want to do, but I think that it's important to put those thoughts down on paper. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think some people feel like they can even talk to their father if they're on the other side. You know, through prayers, they come in dream images or, you know, an imaginal inquiry kind of relationship sure. where you can sort of communicate with them in spirit. Sure, and you can, and you can do that as well. I, I encourage all of those methods. Mm-hmm. I'm very supportive of that. So, women, we've got some work to do. It is worth the investment. You are worth it. Changing these patterns, these beliefs, taking a look around at the landscape that you are in, which is a fatherless culture. Uh, Marla, this is so helpful for all of us uh, to be able to reorient ourselves uh, particularly those of us who are trying to cultivate a practice and find and attract healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. Uh, we're so grateful to you for, for spending your time and uh, gathering this research and this data to help us 
uh, really fine relationships that we're looking for today. What do you want to leave us with as we're coming up to the top of the hour here? Well, I just encourage everyone to read the book for themselves. It's a common story. Um, to share the book with your daughters or your nieces, people in your network. And I think we all heal when we have a conversation together, when we talk about it. You know, so I encourage people to read the book along with someone else. Oh, that's a beautiful idea. Like a book club, you were saying. Like a book club. Oh, that's like a, a book club. That's a beautiful idea. Marla Washington, we can get a hold of you at MarlaWashington.com, M-A-R-L-A, WashingtonProper.com. That's MarlaWashington.com for more information. And can they get a hold of the book on your website, Marla? Yes, there's a link that will take you to the book, or you can go directly to Amazon.com. So, Marla, you have given us a gift, uh, many gifts, passion of the book and your presence today. We want to thank you for that, and, and we invite you back anytime. And And, uh, you. yeah, you're an inspiration and a role model for us women. And you've got two beautiful boys. You want to send a shout-out to them today? Oh, Cleo and Carson, Mommy loves you. <laughs> beautiful. And to your gorgeous husband, who was your friend one day. Yes, my friend of 18 years who's now my husband, and I'm so blessed, and I love him dearly. Beautiful. Well, we love you. We are fans, Marla Washington. You're welcome back anytime here on Marianne Live. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, you bet you. Everybody sit tight. We'll be back for our wrap right after these messages. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships begin within self-inquiry divination deck because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life. But it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch. Go to a park or visit a zoo. Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy, and sometimes we all fall short. But the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one eight seven seven for dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. 
HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Oh, thanks for joining us today, everybody. We're so glad you were here and got to meet Marla Washington, her new book, Dating Without a Daddy. Uh, yeah, we've got personal. We talked about the major symptoms of being a fatherless daughter and the essential dating requirements. Moving forward out of that story, oh, yeah, they're all packed in her new book. Get a copy at Amazon.com or at her website, MarlaWashington.com. So thanks for joining us. We want to invite you back next week, same place, same time. Tom Bird uh, is going to be joining us right from God. We'll be talking about writing as a rite of passage and how to connect with the divine right here on Marian Live. In the meantime, we would invite you to do something for somebody else today. Don't let them know you did it. Part of your practice. We've got our three Ps on Marian Live. Yeah. Wish you every blessing until next time. Keep breathing in and out, being grateful, and uh, being of service in the world. Uh, see you next time, everybody. Take care.